going on today for the heart and soul of America, and the right side must win. It's time for America Can We Talk with Debbie George Addis. On America Can We Talk, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. America Can We Talk starts now. And good evening and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie George Addis. I'm so happy you've tuned in tonight. This is Memorial Day weekend. And I don't want to say happy Memorial Day weekend. What I really want to say is I hope that all of us can find a way tomorrow, the actual holiday tomorrow being Memorial Day, all of us can find a way to really celebrate and honor what Memorial Day is. And I will share a lot of great information about Memorial Day with you. But I want to start by saying this. Over the time since America began, since the Revolutionary War, we have had 1.3 million Americans killed men and women killed in battle defending the idea of America from the Revolutionary War until now. And those people lost their lives defending America. And my message to you this morning, this t- tonight in this first five is the best way, the most impactful and meaningful way to actually honor those who gave their all, who lost their lives defending America, is for you to defend the idea of America today in every way possible. You don't have to be in battle. You don't have to be in the military to defend the idea of America. This show is dedicated to preserving America, to preserving and just celebrating the idea of America as the most extraordinary, exceptional idea for a country that has ever been on the planet Earth, and that each of us in every generation has the obligation, the responsibility to protect the idea that is America. And that means you fight every single day in your words, in your actions, and who you support, in the policies you support. You fight against the isms that are attacking the idea of America. And those include attacking socialism. It includes attacking tribalism and racism. It includes attacking Islamism. It includes attacking the ideas, the idea of communism. It includes attacking the destruction of the rule of law, which is happening right before our eyes in this country. If you really want to honor, there are many ways to honor those who, who gave their lives. That we, This is why we celebrate Memorial Day. This is why we have this holiday, to honor and appreciate those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, but to really honor them. Yet in the battle, in the conversation, the American political conversation, defending the idea of America, recognize how many ideas the American left stands for are simply utterly antithetical to the idea of America. And we, you'll, you'll have a full plate of things to talk about, to think about when you do that. And this is what I talk about in the show all the time, not just politicians and candidates and issues and, and policies, but is what we're doing as stewards of this precious country. Are we preserving and protecting the greatness of America that came from our founding? That's what I'm dedicated to in my life, is just trying to preserve America and understand better what made America the most extraordinary nation on earth. But for Memorial Day tomorrow, I'll just tell you a few interesting facts. And this is another fact, uh, just kind of um, big issue thought about the military and people who serve our country. 
right now in America, only 0.4% of Americans today are in active military. So under half of 1% of Americans are in the active military today. And what that means in part is it's a very tiny segment of our country that understands the day-to-day reality of actually serving in the military in our country. Now, if you look at the broader population... It's, um, you know, it's, it's 7.3% of Americans who are alive today who've ever served in the military. So it's, you know, 7.3, still under 10% who've ever served, but active service 0.4. And sometimes I think about, you know, those people in the military, they're out there in countries around the world. And even if they're in bases here at home on the homeland, they live this life that most of us never see. We don't know what they do. We don't know what the, their lives are like. We don't know what their fears are. We can imagine what their fears are about. But they're out there, and they have been since the beginning of our country, defending America so we can have the freedom, the liberties we celebrate here at home. I'll tell you also, there was, in the year 2000, there was a poll, I think it was done by Pew, a, a pretty broad poll asking people, why do we celebrate Memorial Day? Only 28% of Americans knew that the reason we celebrate Memorial Day uh, is to honor those who've given their lives, the ultimate sacrifice. So that's not that great. It's not even one third. But anyway, that's what the holiday is really for. And I also want to share with you that in the year 2000, Congress passed something called the National Moment of Remembrance. And every Memorial Day, it is just obviously not a law, but it's a it's a proposal. It's an inspiring idea that every American should, at 3 p.m. in their own time zone, on Memorial Day, take a full minute to stop and give thanks to themselves in their hearts for all the sacrifices that people gave over decades and over centuries so we could have the precious country of America. So as we go forward to Memorial Day, I urge you to look where, wherever you live. There are all sorts of celebrations. I think my husband and I are going to go tomorrow down to the Dallas. We live in the Dallas area, so the Dallas um Fort Worth National Cemetery. Both my parents happen to be interred there, and they're having a celebration there at 11 in the morning uh, of Memorial Day. But something that really tells, uh, says something outward about we know what this holiday is about and that we are actually grateful. We who live in this profoundly free country, we're grateful for the sacrifices of people who gave their all for America. I'm Debbie Georges. This is America Can We Talk. We come back from the break. I'm going to talk with you about Tommy Robinson. If you've been hearing that name and seeing that name, You have to know the story. I'll be right back. Our military and veterans have served all of us, defending our nation whenever and wherever duty calls. But at home, when their families need support, they know they can turn to Operation Homefront for help. Operation Homefront provides military families with critical financial assistance, transitional and permanent housing, and family support programs throughout the year to help prevent their short-term needs from turning into long-term struggles. When you support Operation Homefront, your donation will make a real difference because 92% of their expenses Expenditures go directly towards programs that our military families need most. Each year, Operation Homefront serves thousands of military families, families in your community, helping wounded veterans transition to civilian life, helping military families pay overdue bills when their loved ones deploy overseas, and helping them through their short-term struggles. Make a difference today and help serve America's military families. Visit OperationHomefront.org. That's OperationHomefront.org. 
Do you dream of a better world? One where poverty and hunger are a thing of the past? What if you could make a real difference in the lives of those most in need? The solution to poverty is not handouts, but hope. The freedom and opportunity to use one's talents and resources for good. At Five Talents, we empower the poor to start their own small businesses. Five Talents works in some of the most difficult places in the world. With $85, you can help a new entrepreneur escape from poverty and build a sustainable business that helps her whole family. Can you think of anywhere else your gift can work that effectively? When you walk with Five Talents, you bring opportunity to those most in need. Join us in demonstrating the greatness of American generosity. Visit 5talents.org today to learn about the impact you can make. That's 5talents.org. F-I-V-E talents.org. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and, if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. First Liberty is the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. They've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to local schools. Visit FirstLiberty.org to learn more about how First Liberty is protecting religious freedom for all Americans in the workplace, public schools, your church, the military, and more. That's FirstLiberty.org. If you want hope for religious freedom and a free listing of your rights, go to FirstLiberty.org now. The right to freedom of speech, to be who you are and to speak your mind, is a foundational American value enshrined in the First Amendment to our Constitution. And nowhere is that value more important than on America's college campuses. But too often on our campuses, unpopular political opinions or religious beliefs are met with censorship or even violence instead of honest dialogue and discussion. And Texas colleges are no exception. Schools like the University of Texas at Austin, Sam Houston State University, and the University of North Texas all place burdensome restrictions on free speech. That's why the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, fights back against the censors to defend liberty on America's college campuses. Does your college or alma mater uphold our most cherished American value of freedom of speech? Find out by visiting thefire.org and consider lending FIRE your support. Can you hear us now? And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis, and I hope you're having a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And I urge you, as I mentioned before the break, I urge you to really take a moment tomorrow, even just that one moment at 3 o'clock, to take time to think through why we have the freedom we do in America, why America is such a free country, and recognize that it is a sacrifice made by the 1.3 million Americans, starting with the Revolutionary War, who gave their lives in service of our country and, um, and who fought, fought many of the ideas taking popularity again in America. They fought against socialism, and now socialism is kind of cool if you're a left-wing, ill-informed 
person um, and Islamism, just the, the growing um, attack of Islam around the world, the, the physical jihadist attacks in, um, in North Africa and Western Europe and just all over the Middle East, uh, attacks by violent Islamic jihadists. And the, another way in which our freedom is attacked is the, is the term we've used before in the show, civilization jihad or cultural jihad. It is the idea that, you, that Islam... The conquest ideology of Islam can overtake a country without having a war. They can just simply, and this is not my language, this is language written by the, mother, the Muslim Brotherhood decades ago, talking about how they would take down America. They use the expression civilization jihad, simply destroy our civilization from within, change our values, change our language, change what cause us to doubt the value we place on Western civilization and Western Judeo-Christian values. And that ties in to what I want to talk about, but what's happening in England. You might have, the internet kind of blew up over the last several days, um, and news was pouring out about someone named Tommy Robinson. And I had heard, I had heard of him before, but this story that is happening in England is a, just a great lesson for us in America for all of us who love freedom and all of us who want to be sure that not only do we preserve freedom, but we see and we catch early the changes in society, the changes in cultural expectations, the change in the behavior of the media, the police, the courts in dealing with uh, problems that are created by aggressive Islam. So Tommy Robinson is at, was in England, and he uh, is in England. <clears throat> in fact, he's in prison in England, in jail, I guess. And so what he did, Tommy Robinson, was videotaping on the street a trial of uh, Muslim men who were being charged in connection, and of all the impossibly grotesque euphemisms, the expression is a grooming gang trial. It sounds like they like give out haircuts that you didn't want or something. A grooming gang trial is prosecutions, and they're not all Muslim, but you know, in, in all of England. But the vast majority, of the problem in England that has developed over the last twenty years or more is that with the the great influx of Islamic refugees coming into England, who do not bring with them. They do not choose to assimilate to Western values. They don't choose to assimilate to to Western culture, to British culture. They bring their own Islamist culture with them. And what has been happening in England is a grotesque series of events involving Muslim men raping young girls, engaging in sex trafficking with young girls. I'm talking 11-year-olds, girls who probably didn't know the facts of life before this came along. This this is a, an impossibly huge problem in England. I'm going to tell you more about it after I finish telling Tommy Robinson's story. But so Tommy Robinson was videotaping on the street as these people who've been charged, these uh, Muslim gang members have been charged um, for their con- their this what I'm describing these gang raping, sex trafficking things. The police in England arrested him and the thing is the whole arrest was caught on video so you can go online and watch this yourself he was arrested and he's saying what am i doing i'm just standing here i'm not bothering anybody you know and he said to the arresting officers what you're doing is going to make this be seen by more people more people are going to know because of what you're doing so he was arrested for videotaping um, outside of a, a trial of these Muslim gang rapers and uh, taken into custody. And because he had a previous arrest involving um, his 
uh, public videoing of these things, um, there was an automatic sentencing. He'd essentially like, I mean, in our American terms, you'd say he violated parole. So he got immediately placed in prison uh, for 13 months. Now, there are conflicting versions of whether this is the 13 months actually begins immediately, whether this he has some way. But right now he was uh, he was arrested and uh, put in prison. And among the many things I want to share with you, because you need to understand how this can relate to America. The reason there is so much pent-up anger in England, and especially among Tommy Robinson and people who are activists as he is, is that as England has had this large influx of Islamic refugees who do not wish to um, assimilate in any way to English culture, who bring their Islamic culture with them, they have had a nightmare of Islamic uh, attacks of of this kind, uh, rapes, uh, trafficking in young girls, uh, just horrific things. But compounding that is that in England, because of the left-wing mindset that civil, and it ties well perfectly, ties in perfectly, civilization jihad mindset, there's been so much fear placed in the, in the mindsets of police officers, uh, the media, the court system there. They don't want to charge people. They don't want to have anyone mention Islamic, Muslim, or anything like that because they're feared, they're afraid of being called racist or xenophobic or Islamophobic. So they don't, they, they have, the authorities have ignored problems of this kind and the public is aware of them. And so I'm just going to give you a quick litany of the kinds of the reasons there's so much outrage building up in England leading up to this incident with Tommy Robinson. But before I do that, no, I'm not. Let me tell you the lead up first and tell you one last thing I want to mention to you. First, Katie Hopkins, who's been on this show, just she's another activist in England trying to raise the flag, raise awareness. She, her message to America is don't let happen in America what's happening in England. She tweeted out after Tommy Robinson was arrested. And that, so Tommy Robinson arrested for bringing attention to Muslim pedophiles. Katie Hopkins tweeted out, if Tommy is put in a regular prison wing, he will not survive. He will not survive. This is how the British state cleanses those that prefer silenced. So that was she had to say. Um, But I want to tell you among the reasons that people in England are just so, so outraged. You may recall that there was a march in London. I think it was in 2015. Uh, It was Muslim protesters um, in England uh, marching down the streets of London and chanting about how Islam was going to take over Britain. They have. They've actually already had these things happen. And so on top of that, in England, they've had uh, they had a report done in 2014. Prime Minister David Cameron, they, they tried to investigate what's happening uh, with respect to this just growing aggressive Islamic attack in England. And he talked about and this is what David Cameron's statement was. The Muslim Brotherhood's foundational texts call for the progressive moral purification of individuals and Muslim societies and their eventual political unification in a caliphate under Sharia law. To this day, the Muslim Brotherhood characterizes Western societies and liberal Muslims as decadent and immoral. It can be seen primarily as a political project. So this is Prime Minister David Cameron quoting from a report that was withheld from the public. 
So they know this is happening right in front of their eyes in England. Um, other things, of course, everyone was familiar with. In June of 2017, the London Bridge attack happened with a car killing eight people. Um, they had the May 2017 attack at Manchester at the concert, uh, a suicide bomb killing 22 people. Um, and then in March of 2018, another cover-up was exposed concerning a series of mass rapes, druggings, sex trafficking, and murders in Telford, England. The report identifies the problem began, and get this, the problem began in the 1980s. Identified this year. Was identified by social workers in the 1990s. In 1996, a resident went to the police with information about a key abuser who was selling underage girls for sex. Police, social workers, and the town council covered up the widespread abuse for decades for fear of being called racist. This is why this issue is so, is, is bubbling over in England, because the police, the courts, the media are silent in the face of what the citizens see is happening. And this guy who got himself arrested, Tommy Robinson, is trying to report this. So in his efforts to report this, he gets to the attention of the media who say, hey, stop filming. You shouldn't do that. Back off. And the people are saying, no, you're not doing your job. You're not protecting us. So I, I want to um, mention that. And the other thing that is, is going on in England is, you know, the, um, the media, the government there has put out statements trying to suppress this story. And you can, if you go to our website, americacanwetalk.org, you'll see the articles I've linked there that describe all of these international media outlets that ran the story about Tommy Robinson and why he was arrested and what he's trying to expose. And because of pressure from the British government, those websites took the story down, including our own American Breitbart. But on my website, americacanwetalk.org, you can go and read those links. This is, this is when I say we need to be protected against an ism in America. Islamism is one of them because Britain's about 10 years ahead of us. It cannot come here. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Come right back. Do you know that one in nearly five United States residents lives in an immigrant household? That we take in more than one million new legal immigrants every year? Studying the impact of federal immigration program is the mission of the Center for Immigration Studies, the nation's only think tank looking at the broad national effect of immigration policy. Whether it's on crime, welfare, national security, or the job market, CIS digs out information about immigration from government sources, translates it into English, and makes it available to the public, the news media, and policymakers in Washington. Check out its work at CIS.org. CIS makes the case for better enforcement against illegal immigration and lower levels of legal immigration in the future. Most other special interest groups pursue the opposite. The only thing standing between them and open borders is an informed public. Get informed and stay informed by visiting CIS.org. That's CIS.org. Let me tell you about the group Vice President Mike Pence called the most effective grassroots pro-life organization in America. It's the Susan B. Anthony list, and they're the ones who are on Capitol Hill right now, day in, day out, to fight back against Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Every day in our nation, abortion takes more than 2,000 innocent lives, almost two every single minute of every single day. 
and Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion business in the country, committing one-third of all abortions. It's an unspeakable tragedy and a stain upon our nation and our humanity. And it's up to us to do something about it. This is your opportunity to join the team that's leading the charge to end abortion. Go to sba-list.org or Google Susan B. Anthony List now to learn more and start saving lives today. Texans have a long tradition of independence, and we don't like being told what to do, especially by liberal bureaucrats 1,000 miles away. That's why for 30 years, the Dallas-based Institute for Policy Innovation has fought Washington's efforts to take more of your money and freedom. IPI works every day to keep taxes low and freedom high, to promote free market health care, expand energy security, protect intellectual property, and combat onerous regulations that destroy American jobs. Politicians often talk smaller government, but then vote for more of it. By contrast, IPI has never veered from its mission to defend the Constitution and fight for freedom. If you want to be informed about free market policies and solutions, go to IPI's website and sign up. All of their information is free for sharing. Help IPI restore liberty and economic growth. Go to IPI.org today. That's IPI.org. One more time, go to IPI.org today. America guarantees each eligible adult citizen the right to vote. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, a 501c3 public interest law firm, is dedicated entirely to election integrity, to assuring that voter rolls include names of only citizens eligible to vote, and that protections are in place to prevent voter fraud of all kinds. The Public Interest Legal Foundation discovered that more than 1,000 non-citizens enrolled to vote in Virginia in just eight counties, and in Philadelphia, felons as well as non-citizens are on the voter rolls. Non-citizens have been registering to vote and voting. The Public Interest Legal Foundation is fighting nationwide and in Texas to ensure that only Americans pick American leaders. We are actively litigating high-impact cases to clean up voter rolls and protect the ballot box. If you do not want your vote canceled out, visit publicinterestlegal.org to join us in the fight to restore integrity to American elections. Protect your vote. Visit publicinterestlegal.org today. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. You know, my show is always dedicated to preserving the extraordinary, exceptional idea that is America. That's what I do this show to talk about. And I just finished the last segment talking with you about what's happening in England and the arrest of Tommy Robinson and the just the, the mounting frustration among uh, British citizens in recognizing how much their culture, their uh, expectations of the media, the police, the courts have been changed by what I would say one aspect is one aspect of this civilization jihad that the Muslim Brotherhood wrote about. I want to tell you one other aspect about that, just to contrast how things uh, stand in England. So we had on the one hand in England uh, in the year 2015, a report that Britain, the country, England, permitted to re-enter jihadists, people who had left England to go fight on the side of ISIS, on on the side of the jihadists against the Western world, and Britain permitted 300 of them, 
or allowed 300 of them back into the country. And of, of these, of these, there are 700 Islamists considered dangerous by the intelligence services that have traveled to Syria and Iraq since the start of the conflict. Of those, 320 have now returned and are officially listed as people of interest. I mean, seriously, they go fight on the side of ISIS, and the best the English authorities can do is label them people of interest. They're, they're jihadists. They shouldn't even be permitted back in the country. Contrast that, though, with the way Britain treated two people who came to England to try to report about the problem with respect to the growing uh, Islamic conquest ideology in England, the growing Islamism, the intolerance for uh, British culture, the just just rampant lawlessness and conduct on behalf of the of the uh, Muslim refugees. So in England, um, this was and I'm not sure the exact month it was this year it was 2018 uh, as, as this rape scandal I was telling about in Telford was being un- exposed in March of 2018 recognized it had been going on for decades and finally the police and the became aware and were willing to to go forward and prosecute these um, young Muslim rapists um, there as that was happening two people Brittany Pettibone and Martin Selner were attempting to enter the United Kingdom. They had planned to present themselves at the Speaker's Corner in London's Hyde Park, and they went to interview Tommy Robinson, the former leader of the English Defense League, that guy I mentioned who's now in jail for 13 months. Um, English Defense League. Martin Sellner is a well-known Austrian activist, and he's raising awareness of the challenges that are being created by um, Islamic refugees in Western Europe and around the world who are Islamists or jihadists or not moving to countries in order to become part of that country. And then, and Brittany Pettibone, the other person, uh, she describes herself as an American nationalist. But the point is, both were refused entry by the U.K. officials on suspicion of inciting hatred and tension between local communities. So the jihadists we know when to try to kill other innocent people can come back in, but these people are trying to expose what's happening. That's a problem to the UK. The other contrast is the um, a scholar is an eminent scholar of Islam, Robert Spencer, author, widely respected, banned from returning to England in 2013. However, by contrast, Pakistani Muslim cleric Syed Musafar Shah Qadri, whose preaching of hatred and jihad violence is so hardline that he was banned from preaching in Pakistan, but he was permitted to come into England. The change, the takeover of the systems of government and law in England are so far gone that the people trying to expose the problem, the mayhem being created by jihadist refugees, those who want to expose it can't come in. Those who are part of the problem and even committed, I mean, got involved on the side of ISIS trying to kill other people, kill innocent people, they're permitted back in, as is this Muslim cleric who is who is so vile in what he teaches that he was even banned from preaching in Pakistan, which is not exactly a Western civilization country. So on the subject, I wanted to get to that point to say in America, when you hear people talking in America about being very, very careful not to permit the entrance of Sharia, because in, in England, they have lost control of their legal system. They have Sharia courts that decide things in England. And here in America, you'll hear people saying, we can't let Sharia get a toehold in the door. They can't get the camel's nose, cannot come under the tent. 
we have all sorts of very serious challenges in America. So you have President Trump trying to defend, you know, the idea of whether we should do a better job vetting who comes to America from Islamic majority countries who may mean us harm. And he gets mocked and derided by the Democrats, by the media, frankly, by the federal courts who act like they can't see a problem. They can't understand why would the president be talking about more careful vetting of people who come from Islamic majority countries where terrorism is common. I mean, it's like this emperor has no clothes or something. They just, they can't, they, they can't say what's true. And so I, you know, I, I talked in the very beginning of the show tonight about this being Memorial Day weekend, which is always a lovely weekend. And it's a great weekend to remember and honor those who gave their lives defending America, but part of honoring them honoring all those people who gave their lives in defense of America. It has to include our job, every citizen's job. You never join the military your whole life. Every citizen's job to defend the culture of freedom in America, which has to mean you're alert to socialism and you're alert to Islamism and tribalism and racism, and none of them have any place in America. Okay, one last thing that's going on. I want a quick mention. We're going to, um, I guess I won't be able to go in, into as much detail as I wanted to, but um, right now there's a thing going on in Washington where um, the Republicans uh, in the House are trying really hard to uh, push out onto the floor um, a vote, basically an amnesty vote. And, and I, yeah, you heard me right. Republicans are trying to push this out onto the floor. And I raise this to say we're at a temporary lull in this issue right now um, because the Memorial Day um, weekend break has happened. They've left town. So we're safe so far. But I just want to make this point about this. It is so much easier to surrender to the left wing bulldogs in this country than to stand up for what is right. We just were talking about England surrendering its culture, surrendering its job as the the courts, the police, the media, and reporting things. The media has been complicit in not reporting who's conducting, who's engaged in all of this, these Muslim rape gangs. They won't say who these people are. So in America, we need to insist that we're going to hold on to our culture, our idea of America, and and. Speak up even when it's hard to do, because I'm going to tell you what's happening very quickly on this immigration thing in Washington is, you know, we have the DACA people whose parents brought them into America before they knew what was going on. So they're kind of innocent. We And, and so DACA, to be clear, is a subset of dreamers. Dreamers, dreamers includes a large number of people, everyone who came in as a small child with their parents and they don't really they didn't really choose themselves to enter. The DACA subset of dreamers, DACA is a, is a group of people who registered themselves uh, when they were given permission to do that by President Obama's executive order. All of this I'm saying to tell you that right here on this Memorial Day weekend, we have, Repu- we have Democrats who want to force a floor vote on giving amnesty to the DACA people. And we have Republicans joining the Democrats for it's called a discharge petition. It basically forces the committee with jurisdiction over the bill to they have they are forced to release the bill they can't hold up the bill and keep it from the floor and my point i want to say on this is is this president trump taught us in this last election cycle that if you'll stand up and you'll be strong you can win you can win i am not I I understand that the daca dreamer people are in some limbo and and they've been offered a 
a provision that they they the Democrats turned down, which would have allowed given them a, a permanent status staying here, but not citizenship. So understand what the battle is about here. It is not just about protecting these poor innocent people because the name of the bill is the Democrat Voter Base Expansion Project. Okay, that's not really their name, but that's what it is. The Democrats want this because they want citizenship for these DACA people, and they want it because they see all these people as future Democrat voters. That's what this issue is. And the truth is, the Republicans know this too. The Republicans at least got to find the backbone in Washington to say, if you guys really want something like that, we get funding for the wall. We get a massive redo of the immigration statutes. We're going to end chain immigration. We're going to change all sorts of our standards. So we're bringing people here who are bringing people here who we want as citizens instead of bringing everyone here who the Democrats insist on uh, anyone they want. We're just we're going to change the whole immigration system. The Democrats are pushing this and the Republicans need to find the backbone, learn the lesson Learn the lesson from President Trump's victory that you can stand up and say, if you really want this DACA amnesty, then we get all of these things. And I'm afraid, folks, they may not have the backbone to do it. I'm Debbie Georges. This is America Can We Talk. And the last thing before we go to the break, I want to mention second hour. We have Alan West in studio. Lots of fun talking with him. Coming up next, Seattle, the other ism to fight, socialism, Seattle and uh, California. You won't believe it. Be right back. America faces unprecedented threats to our national security. The Center for Security Policy, based in Washington, D.C., is a national leader focused on the organization, management, and direction of public policy coalitions to promote U.S. national security. The Center is a special forces in the war of ideas dedicated to identifying opportunities and challenges likely to affect American security and acting promptly to ensure that they are the subject of focused national examination and effective action. The Center enlists support from executive branch officials, key legislators, and other public policy organizations and brings these teams together to develop and shape policies that will keep America safe. Check out centerforsecuritypolicy.org for the latest news and developments brought to you by America's leading security experts. Becoming and remaining informed is one of the best ways every citizen can be a part of the mission to keep America safe. That's centerforsecuritypolicy.org. If you want to get at the issues that really matter for women and men, Go to IWF.org. That's the Independent Women's Forum. IWF is all about increasing the number of American women who value free markets and personal liberty. IWF's motto is all issues are women's issues. They bring a fact-based approach to politics, policy, and culture. When the left tried to peddle a phony war on women, IWF shot back with facts and figures. American women aren't victims in need of ever-increasing government protection. And IWF doesn't think things are perfect, but they believe that individual liberty is the key to prosperity and fulfillment. Along with their sister organization, Independent Women's Voice, IWVoice.org, which is a leader in the fight against Obamacare, they offer policy papers, op-eds, and a popular blog on issues of the day. So visit IWF at IWF.org. That's IWF.org. America is greatly blessed by the men and women serving in our military who are defending us every day, making our freedom possible. 
Military families also serve, and they face hardships while dads and moms are far from home. Military families endure frequent moves around the country and overseas, requiring them to adjust to new schools and make new friends over and over. They also face anguish while their soldier is deployed overseas, often in harm's way. The Army Scholarship Foundation offers one way to help military families by providing academic scholarships to children and spouses of soldiers. And you can help. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and consider making a tax-deductible donation to help a military family member pursue his or her educational dreams. Assisting military family members with their college education is a great way for all of us at home to say thank you to our military families for your service and sacrifice. Visit ArmyScholarshipFoundation.org and get involved today. If there's one thing the conservative movement needs, it's a leader. And we have one, the Heritage Foundation. Hi, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Heritage gets in the trenches on Capitol Hill. They promote principled solutions directly to lawmakers in Washington. And unlike politicians, they don't waver or compromise. But they're not a Washington institution. There are nearly a half million Heritage members and supporters in America. And they're on a mission to grow that number and build the conservative base. You can become a Heritage member by going to joinheritage.org today. I've been a member of Heritage myself for years. I have Heritage experts on my show, and I rely on their analysis to get the facts out. As a member, you'll get updates from Heritage Foundation on the fight for conservative solutions to America's challenges. Plus, you'll receive exclusive invitations to conservative events where you live. So join the growing movement. Find out more at joinheritage.org. That's joinheritage.org. Can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? And welcome back to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie George Addis. One more point I want to say about this immigration bill, and I'm serious about this discharge petition thing. It is the Democrat voter base expansion project. That's all that it is. And even if you think that there's no other solution for the GOP or the country other than to somehow give the DACA people, at least the ones who complied with the uh, unconstitutional executive order by President Obama and registered, that's what the DACA people are, are the ones who actually registered. Even if you think that's the answer, you still should want, if you want immigration law to mean anything, if you want American citizenship to mean something, if you want to hold on to the rule of law, you ought to be backing the idea that the GOP, the Republicans who have President Trump sitting in the White House, showing them you can win if you stand up to say, okay, Now, personally, folks, I don't even think you have to give DACA people citizenship. I'd be fine just saying you can have this permanent legal status that you can renew every three years. You can travel freely. You can have jobs and pay taxes, but not give them citizenship unless they follow the procedures to become a citizen, which everybody else in this world who is not an American citizen needs to do. I think that's okay. But even if you think that's too harsh and they somehow, because they grew up here, they have no other country they can call home, they need to become American citizens, at least the GOP needs to use the power they have and demand that very serious uh, concessions be made or serious constraints be passed into law, including funding the wall, 
actually securing the southern border, building the wall where the wall is needed, doing whatever else is needed in all the other portions, get that wall funded. Secondly, we need to end, we have to massively change the immigration system. Have the emphasis, the goal of immigration, the primary mission of immigration policy be to preserve and protect the American economy, not to bring low-skilled workers here that drive low-skilled American workers out of jobs. There's a lot of great things that could be done with immigration reform. And if Democrats want this DACA people, DACA embassy so much, get a lot for it. But I'm telling, and, and Paul Ryan at least said he told the, the uh, GOP to stand strong and not vote for this discharge petition, not push the bill out on the floor. But I don't know what will happen. But bear in mind, when you hear this discharge petition talk and this get it to the floor, it is a Democrat voter base expansion project. And, and actually, all the articles you read will point out that the entire issue is, is really in the crosshairs because the, uh, the, the, the nub, the, the, you know, the root of the problem is the question, do the DACA people get citizenship or something less? Democrats would never be fighting for them except they want them to have citizenship because they think they'll be Democrat voters. And Republicans, I know the ones in the House and Senate and, and the White House can see this. It's not that hard to figure out. If we can all figure it out, they can. And we need them to stand strong. I, I just, I, I think it would be just an abomination if we can't find it. We can't get any better than that. Okay, so one more thing I want to hit on our isms that we're trying to protect America against. Um, and that has to do with socialism. And, you know, in this first hour of the show on Memorial Day, we talked about honoring the, all those who gave their lives defending America, 1.3 million since the time of our founding. And we do that today. Even if you never serve in the military, we do that by speaking up for America. Well, one ism is socialism. And I just have to, I want to play a clip. I think Greg has this clip ready. Uh, this is a Seattle, a member of the Seattle Washington, that is the United States of America, if you didn't know, that's still in the United States. She's a member of the Seattle City Council. Her name is Kasharma Sawant, and she's a member, I'm not kidding, a member of the Socialist Alternative Party. I want you to hear her at a rally, and then we'll talk. This is clip one, Greg. Okay, folks, I'm not kidding. This woman, the socialists weren't leftist enough for her. So she's a member of the Socialist Alternative Party. But this is a woman who's elected to city council. She actually beat an incumbent. And her mission in this march, in this protest rally she led, here are some other things that they were chanting. Let's shake Jeff Bezos down. We need housing in this town. We're ready to fight. Housing is a human right. This is a woman who is leading and succeeding in Seattle in convincing the people that because Amazon is there, 
because it has a lot of employees that somehow they have to give the city money. It is a massive wealth redistribution taxing thing. What she wanted was a tax of $540 per employee imposed on every big company. I mean, I can't pay her whole ridiculous socialist rant, but she went on and on about how I'm not talking about small businesses. I'm talking about the big businesses and they're evil and they're terrible and they have too much money and they should give it to you. It is a socialism that's rude is about envy. It's about enticing people to believe you're somehow entitled to somebody else's money. And she's got, so she wanted $540 per person per head Every uh, tax paid by Amazon and the other large employers there um, to the city every year. So the Amazon people, uh, Amazon team was actually in the middle of a construction of a building there. And they stopped construction, joined a march against this socialist nut job. And what actually passed, actually passed earlier this month on May 4th, May 14th, what actually passed was half of what she wanted. So that instead of $540 per head, the law that passed actually said $275 per head. But let me explain what the problem is in Seattle. Seattle is a heavily regulated socialist city. So they have a building code that is 745 pages long. They have a prohibition. Developers can't build big apartment buildings because in most of the Seattle's residential land area, high rises are illegal. Zoning rules say only single family houses can be built. The zoning codes are so egregious and so specific and so burdensome that housing is too expensive. So people can't afford to, to the houses they, that are built, people cannot afford them because they're, they're only for the very, very wealthy. The residential building code is another $685. So this woman succeeds in getting a, a tax passed to get money out of Amazon, who's already paying, and there's also a huge property tax bill coming up, but they're already paying property taxes, they're already paying whatever city taxes there are, and, and county and state and national, you know, federal, but now they're adding this on, and so there's just enormous tax burden, and burden inflicted on the, this on uh, Amazon in Seattle, and this woman, instead of saying, okay, we won, wow, we got a massive tax passed, and she speaks, about, you should hear the whole speech, in fact, you go to our website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org, and you can find it, but she, uh, we have a link to it. She goes on and on in this speech, essentially villainizing, acting like, my gosh, you know, Amazon is a successful business. What a horrible, horrible thing is that? But she goes on to attack Bezos, uh, who's the one who's going to be paying all these taxes. She said, he said, he has so much money, he doesn't know what to do with it. I want your viewers to understand who's the enemy here. She's talking about Bezos as the enemy, and she's also talking, she's mad at the city council and the mayor for surrender, for reducing the tax they want to inflict on Amazon. And she's describing him as dramatically weakening the tax Amazon bill. Grim reminder, working people can't rely on corporate politicians. Okay, if you think socialism is not alive and well in this country, that's what this is. Even if her party name was Democrat, even if she was Republican, her mindset is socialism. That's what it is. We are, it is here. What we, we, we shed blood. We had Americans defending in, uh, against, fighting against socialism. And here we are. We have it in America. And, and, the, and it's, it's just truly appalling. One other quick story I want to hit in a similar vein. And this is a, somehow the West Coast and the East Coast have just gone nutty socialists. But in California, there is a proposal to become the first state. They want to become the first state, the state of California, to offer free health care to illegal immigrants. So basically put everybody who's illegal onto Medicaid. No 
pay by these people. Free health care estimated to cost the California taxpayers $3 billion with a boy, the B is in boy, per year. The taxpayers will pick up the free health care for illegal immigrants. And let me just ask you if you can picture the giant magnet that will create for California for illegal immigrants to recognize, oh, I'm here illegally. You know, uh, Congress is about to give me citizenship anyway, but in case they don't, I'm going to get I'm going to go out to California where I can get free health care. And the thing is, folks, I know that the Democrats and the media Democrat media mob can sell all these ideas as so kind and so compassionate and looking out for others and caring about others. But socialism always fails. Socialism always makes the poorest people suffer the most it is a failed policy. The, the high tax, high government pr- services, inner city America are just microcosms of socialism. They're microcosms of the misery created, the poverty of socialism. You see it in Venezuela. You see it in Cuba. You see it in inner city America. And if you love this country enough to be honoring Memorial Day, love it enough to fight against socialism. It is the other ism that we just simply must be determined to speak up about, to expose, to explain to people who don't understand. Socialism is not about sharing. It's not about being nice. It is about a power grab by a tiny handful of people who want to control every bit of your life. Control all the money. Control all the businesses. Control all the people. It is a socialist power grab. That's what this is in California. It's disaster. Okay, we're going to go off to a break in a second. But I wanted to tell you a couple quick things. First, I want to thank the sponsor of our show. America Can We Talk is sponsored by GC Works, which is a Dallas-based company that performs research in advanced technology and delivers innovative approaches to the oil and gas industry. Could not do the show without GC Works. Thank you so very much. Also, I want to thank our listeners in Phoenix. I'm so happy you listen. 960 AM, The Patriot. Our second hour is not on, but you can go to Facebook Live or to AmericaCanWeTalk.org or get the 660 AM app. You can continue listening. And also, th- hello to our listeners in Colorado Springs, AM 1460, FM 11.1, The Answer. And of course, I'm sorry, FM 11.1, The Answer. And of course, here in Dallas, 660 AM. Love being on radio. We come back after the top of the hour. We have our good friend joining us, Alan West. Come right back. <laughs> 